Fellas, we're live. Uh, welcome to KBM Live, everybody. Uh, if you're just jumping on here with us, help us out and share this video to your local group, uh, especially if you're going to fish the Lake Fork event next week or in the next coming weeks. We're going to have some good info tonight, I hope. Uh, drop a comment for us so we know you're on here and uh, kind of settle in. We've got a guest host back again, David Cruz, two weeks in a row. Thanks for sitting in, David. Ryan's tied Thanks up. For He's up at a, a uh, National Wild Turkey Federation something something. I, and I promise to behave today. You gonna behave? <laughs> nah, let it fly. And then uh, we've got a guy that that uh, we wanted on here for a long time, and he was willing to step in here for us tonight. Uh, Guillermo Gonzalez, thank you for taking the time to to get on KBM Live with us, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, guys. Oh yeah, we you know we we wanted to have you on here for a while, and I I figured with this upcoming uh, Lake Fork tournament and another one back to back that it's. Uh, time you're kind of the, the guy down there i mean you're everywhere you go you you show up on the leaderboard but i know you really have a, a fondness of lake fork uh and you're going to be in the tournament so you don't want to give up too much juice but try to pick your brain about what you think may be going on down there and and uh answer some questions from the crowd so we appreciate it buddy sounds good i'm ready to talk yeah so hey let's let's talk about this just uh what was it last week you had a strong start to the year we thought you were going to pull one off there in the uh, first event of the North Texas season and uh, came out of the box swinging. We were pulling for you all day. And, and would you end up second in that event? I did end up second. I did end up second. Well, you want to talk about uh, coming out of the duck hunting season and, and finishing how you f did in that event and how you uh, figured out the fish that day? Sure. Well, uh, duck season just ended. A lot of y'all know I'm, I, I kind of get a kick out of that, so – I dedicate a lot of time to it in the off season, and for me, it's it's something that I kind of use to regroup uh, before fishing season. Because usually, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that experiences this, but by the end of the season, I'm usually so far into my head on techniques, tactics, whatever it may be, always trying to come up with new ideas that it benefits me a lot to kind of take my mind off fishing for a few months. And I, when I go into a new season, I feel like I go in a lot fresher, and uh, I just fish, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I don't think as much. I just fish, and that's kind of how I went into this tournament on Lake Fairfield. I kind of, I've been on the lake before a few times. I fished a couple of tournaments out there. I've had a little bit of success, and I kind of, I didn't, I didn't really get to practice. I just moved into a new house, and so. Uh, I actually, the, the only fishing that I've done, I had done all year before that tournament was I went over to my local lake, Lake Worth, for about two hours uh, the day before to make sure that uh, everything worked, make sure my power pole worked, make sure my graph worked, and, uh, and make sure that the, the, the drag on all, all my reels was set right. Um, showed up the next day and, and tried to kind of guess where the fish were. And uh, the, the very first spot I pulled up on, I told myself if if the grass hadn't died from the winter in this spot, I'm going to fish this spot. And uh, I think on my third cast, I caught my first keeper. And about 35 minutes later, I had 99 and a quarter inches. So <laughs> it, it was an awesome morning. <laughs> we watched that happen. <laughs> That's how you come back. Just show up 99 inches in the boat. And you're like, okay, it's 2020. Here we go. 
Yeah, exactly. It felt really good. I, I honestly didn't see that coming. I, I had no idea how how that tournament was going to go for me, but I'm not going to lie. Pretty glad it went the way it did. Yeah, man, that sets the tone right there. I mean, takes takes the stress out of the rest of the season, huh? Well, I, I, at least gets it started on the right foot. It, it reminds right. me, gee, you can still you can still fit. You can still do this. <laughs> you know, you didn't totally forget in the last three months. Is is that how it usually goes every year when you come back from duck season, or is it sometimes a grind to get back in the in the groove? Um. Well, I, I've all honestly the the first of the year has always been really good to me uh last year on lake athens uh i won the first tournament of the year and then i i don't really remember what happened the year before but i mean at least for the last two years it's it hasn't been bad the first few tournaments maybe it's kind of like when you know i played used to play a lot of golf like when you take time off you come back fresh and sometimes you hit the ball better than ever maybe that's kind of that deal huh yeah yeah it's kind of like exactly. you said when, you, when we first started you're not really overthinking too much of what you're doing you're just kind of just fishing or doing it so that's that's kind of nice there's something to be for that i really believe that well let me ask you this and we're going to get to the lake fork talk but everywhere you go you don't have to travel a lot i mean texas is loaded with tournaments you can just stay right there and fish all you wanted to in tournaments but every time you travel everywhere you go and people see your name uh on the on the list of anglers in the tournament they know you're a threat and and sure enough you show up in that top 10 whether it's Kentucky Lake or, you know, down at Caddo Lake or wherever it may be, uh, how, what do you attribute that success to, being able to travel with that, you know, those techniques that are, you know, those lakes are completely different than what you have in Texas? Yeah, they're, they're a little bit different, but what I got to say about Texas fisheries is that we have some incredibly diverse fisheries here in this state. You know, we have fisheries with current we have fisheries with clear water. We have fisheries with muddy water. We have fisheries with cypress. We have fisheries with standing timber. I mean, we have we really have a little bit of everything. And when when I first started taking uh, kayak fishing seriously, I made it I made it a point to uh, when I was kind of quote unquote training, so to speak. I made it a point to not spend too much time on the same lake to to travel to get a change of scenery as much as i can because at the end of the day you know in, in the tournament world the scenery changes every time and the fish that you're fishing for changes every time so i kind of made it a point to uh not get complacent and just stay just stay on my favorite fisheries and i think that has helped a lot uh traveling you know all over the country in the past couple of years. I guess that's something a lot of people don't realize. Uh, you know, every time I think of Texas, I've only fished, well, really, I've only fished Lake Fork in Texas. So every, I just think of flat trees, mud bottom, uh, but I guess that's not the, not the case. There's some lakes with smallmouth, some rocks, some other, you know, different kind of water, yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've got it all here, and that, that's one of the reasons I love to live here, honestly. Yeah. I've been talking. Ashley and I talk every time we come to Dallas about retiring down there. So maybe, maybe one day I'll roll up in that in that area. I lived there. I lived there for four years, and I'm planning on going back at some point. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Where'd you live? I was when, when I was stationed at Port Hood. I was down there at uh, Harker Heights, just by Colleen, Texas, Central okay, Texas. Okay. Cool. Close to Belton. Yeah. Heck yeah. So, is there a, a favorite type of lake you have in Texas that? 
or even across the country that you prefer to fish? You, I know you're kind of good in the grass. Do you like that better than anything, or does it does it really matter? Uh, man, that's that's a tough one. If I had to tell you what what I feel like bread and butter is, it's gonna be your your shallow kind of muddy reservoirs. Uh, the ones with bushes, the ones with reeds, maybe a little bit of grass sprinkled in. That's that's kind of my favorite. Uh, I love your typical East Texas reservoirs with timber. Um, I'd say my my weakness are kind of the highland reservoirs, like the Wachita's or like here in Texas, uh, the Possum Kingdoms, the Beltons, you know, the ones with really clear water. I've, I've had a little bit of success, but... Uh, I think it's definitely my kind of leg that I need to work on the most. Yeah. The uh, come once you come up here to Beaver Lake, maybe I have a chance to beat you then. I'm down. I've always wanted to go up there. <laughs> you couldn't beat me last year, so don't you got nothing to worry Shut about. Shut your mouth, David. <laughs> Shut your mouth, David. You live on the same latitude and longitude as me. It's kind of you just you're just straight west, so you're used to this. Well, There's no fishing in Kansas at all, so you can't use that. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make excuses, man. Hush. Uh, Lambert chimed in, said he misses us. Thanks for chime, Thanks for getting on here, Guillermo. Miss you too, Lambert. Hope you're being good wherever you are right now. <laughs> Doubt it. Yeah. Stay uh, stay safe. Uh, so, let's see. One thing I wanted to talk about tonight before we get on to talking about Lake Fort is you still fish from your Diablo, correct? Absolutely. And everybody on all the pages, you know, we have fun going back and forth about everybody's brands and talking about pedals and talking about this. But you smash fish paddling your Diablo uh, a lot of the times in the tournaments that just they don't allow motors or whatever else. You just paddle your Diablo, handle business. Uh, so what would you say to the guys out there that say, man, I'm in a paddle kayak. I can't compete with none of these guys. It's not right. Uh, you know, I – I wouldn't be in a Diablo still if I didn't believe it, you know, but I, I I don't think, I think it's about what's going on up here more so than what you're paddling and well, even, even what you're throwing sometimes, you know what I mean? And I think if you, if you uh, can put yourself in a position where you think you can beat the guy in the Hobie, you can definitely beat the guy in the Hobie. I mean, even if, if the guy in the Hobie has a Torquedo or every piece of technology available at his fingertips, you could go out there in a Sun Dolphin 10, and if you think you can beat him, I think you can beat him too. Yeah. Believe it wholeheartedly. It's, I think it's more about what's in here. A lot of these lakes have hundreds of fish in them, and you're usually all around them. It's just a matter of figuring out how to catch them. Yeah, right. I love that. There, there's a fella here that uh, named John Evans. He he's now in a pedal kayak, I think. But for years, he beat the crap out of us. Took our money, finished in the top three in the AOI every year. In a sit inside, it was a little pungo. He carried two rods with him in a sit inside pungo and just dominated. So I mean, yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, that's all you needed. And he was real methodical and, and fished, you know, his style and didn't worry about it. And by God, he showed up on the podium every every other tournament so yeah doesn't matter what you're in that's cool i admire that so uh one more thing then we'll get on to this but what what is i know you're a versatile angler but do you have a fa favorite technique that you like to throw or you have i mean i know we talked about you flipping bushes and things like that that you like to do is that your favorite thing or is there one thing you zero in on if, if i had to 
I love to topwater fish. Uh, if there's a topwater bite, I try to find it every time, every tournament, everywhere I go. I I wholeheartedly believe that's that's a way that that you get bigger bites. So if I had to pick a favorite thing or maybe two favorite lures, it would be a, uh, a saltwater skitterwalk and a frog, bar none. Everybody I like to walk baits. Everybody out there taking take, notes. Take take notes. Yeah. <laughs> Getting on the tackle warehouse right now. Um, well, that's awesome, man. That's a fun way to fish. So let, let, no let's doubt. talk a little, little bit about Lake Fort. I mean, it's hosting two big events. We've got BOS next week, or yeah, next week we'll be down there, and then mm -hmm. just a couple weeks after that, uh, Bass will be back yeah, there sucks. in early March for uh, same time as the MLF guys are down there, and probably everybody else in East Texas in March. They'll be circling around Lake Fort, but the weather has been kind of wild. Uh, I'm gonna throw up a little graphic real quick if I can find it here. It's picked of the uh, it's got four gates open on the dam and it shows the lake level from January to now you know we went from well three feet below pool to above above flood stage now so what do you think about that and what does that do to that lake this time of year Yuma? well uh, it it's certainly not going to make things any easier uh, I, I believe that a little bit but uh, I don't. I don't particularly think it's anything to worry about. Um, you know, we're we're at a time and we're at a stage and in, in what you can call, I guess, the bass migration, where you know, bass are they're they're at least wanting to move up. You know, and uh, rising water when fish are wanting to move up is is not necessarily a bad thing. It's it's hardly ever a bad thing, really. Um, it, it gives the place, it gives the fish a place to feel comfortable in. So, I mean, in my opinion, while you know, changing conditions are never particularly good, and they typically don't make things any easier. Um, I don't think it's anything people should worry about when they come to Lake Fork uh, here next week. That's good, uh, and I and I've seen some guys on social media. Uh, Dan uh, Gwynn, I think, and uh, Mike Ring, they've been throwing up some picks the last few days. They're already over there. And uh, even a guy today he said he was fishing the chocolate milk, and he had a nice five-bass string of fish. So, obviously, it didn't turn them off. No, no, no. And, uh, I, I, you know, I really think that one of the things that, that makes the next couple of tournaments really cool on Lake Fork that we haven't had in the past with major tournaments like the Tournament of Champions is, uh, you know, in the past, especially with the TOC in the fall, there's fish deep, there's fish shallow, and there's fish everywhere in between. And I'm not saying that there aren't fish deep, shallow, and everywhere in between right now, but at least kind of all the fish right now have one thing on their mind, and that's, uh, that's moving up, whereas in the fall... There's a million things going through their heads, and that can make patterning fish really, really difficult. Yeah. It, you know, a lot of guys are coming back to Lake Fort for, you know, they make this kind of an annual trek from you know, Colorado, New Mexico, all over the place. But the last few years they've been coming, you know, it was in November for so many years with the, you know, the original TOC. And then last year we hit it in, in what was at the beginning of June, which you said was kind of the magic time because a little bit of everything was going on. 
uh, and now here we are in February, March. So the last few years, it's been kind of cool to get down there and attack it in all these different seasons. Um, you know, definitely, I guess, a, a pre-spawn time right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one thing that uh, I was look, I've been thinking about is, uh, and, and one thing that I kind of thought about even going into Fairfield last week is this winter has been really strange here in North Texas. I mean, in January, there were people uh, that were, you know, out fishing and in some places in the backs of creeks on a sunny day were clocking water temperatures at, six, at over 60 degrees which is absolutely absurd for January. Um, now, it seems like here in the last 10 days, winter finally decided to start. And uh, it really hasn't gotten warm at all in the last 10 days. And I'm anticipating that, you know, the water temperatures are going to take a major dip from where they've been. Um, but what kind of makes this unique is it, because it's been so warm, the fish have already been, you know, thinking about wanting to move up. And as a result, I think that uh, they're going to behave a little bit differently than they normally do at this time of the year. You know, I think typically at this time of the year, people are still targeting uh, humps, main lake points. They're targeting suspended fish in 25 to 30 feet of water. And I do not think that that's going to be the case this time. I think although the water temperatures are dipping, are, are taking a dip and uh and it's getting colder i think the fish are because of the warm winter that we've had i think they're kind of in a mode to want to move up and i think we're going to see a lot of really good stringers coming in between five to 15 feet of water it's going to be really exciting so you think whether you this, i'm sorry david go ahead buddy whether this coming week is supposed to be really nice 60s and 70s correct uh, I think, uh, from what I saw, at least Sunday and Monday is supposed to be really nice, and then it's supposed to cool back down uh, mm -hmm. for the rest of the week. At least, at least from from what I know, maybe I, even some more rain too. Yeah, I think there might be some more rain as well. Well, do you think, like you said, those fish are kind of they've got they've got that move on their mind. So even with that, if there's an influx of cold weather. They're not going to back out all the way. They're just going to kind of hang out and, and pause, maybe. I, I, you know, they they may back out all the way, and we're going to find out next week. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not going I'm not going into it necessarily with the mindset that they're going to be way out there like they typically actually typically are at this time of the year. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Like I said, this is the first time a lot of a lot of us are coming at this time of year. So you know they don't. What's the normal full on? They're up on the bed spawning like April, late March. What's normal there? Usually, I mean, usually you get a. There are times where you get a warm a warm up in early March, and people start seeing fish on beds, especially if there's a full moon. I mean it. Once you get into March, it seems like all it takes is that full moon and, and, and the water to creep into the 60s and, and people start seeing fish all over the place. Uh, one thing that's really excited for really exciting for Bassmaster is if it does warm up, this could be a the Bassmaster tournament could be a sight fishing extravaganza, which you know that could be a really good thing and it could be a really bad thing um, because once the fish on Lake Fork move on beds, the entire state of Texas finds out. 
and you can bet that just about the all of East Texas is going to be on Lake Forest as soon as those fish are on beds because that lake is an absolute freak show. If if you like to sight fish when those fish are on beds, you are going to see more big fish than you've probably ever seen in your life, and you realize just how many big fish live in that lake that you don't catch. Yeah, I was talking to a guy from from the uh, Lake Fork area uh, yesterday, and he said that there's a couple large bass boat tournaments going on that same weekend as well. Yeah, including MLF. So yeah. <laughs> that'll make things uh, interesting. Yeah, it could be fighting for space, but that's it's kind of that way all the time. Heck, we're down there in fall, and it gets crowded sometimes. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, it'll be a it'll be a good practice for the national championship. Yeah. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be challenging, in my opinion. I think it's gonna take somebody that knows how to fish uh, in in different conditions, deep, shallow, or even mid level, um, and it's gonna it's gonna test it out. So, whoever wins it, I think it's gonna earn it. I agree. I agree with the conditions changing the way they are, especially next week. Whoever wins it is definitely gonna earn it. But I I still believe we're gonna see some really big fish, and and I think we're gonna see some really really great stringers. Well, that was kind of my next question is, if you had to guess at a two-day two day total for the BOS event, what do you, what do you, what do you think it's going to take to win? Man, that's a really on-the-spot question. Huh? <laughs> what about you, David? We'll let Guillermo soak on it. Uh, well, it's usually 160s, uh, 170s every time I've been there. So we'll go with, because it's the end of February and early, or early spawn or pre-spawn, uh, we'll call it, uh, let's call it 180. Let's be uh, optimistic here. So 180, that's 90 each day. Doable, very doable. Yeah. What, uh, Jeff, do you remember Do you remember what uh, What Matt Ramey had in June? Yeah, he had 102 day one. He had 180 something. Because he, he, had, he had 101 or something day one and then had an yeah. low 80s day two. So he had, you know, 185 or 184 or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Okay, I... So, if I had to guess, um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say two things. I'm going to say that it wouldn't shock me if uh, if we saw someone break 195. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, I, do I necessarily believe it's going to happen? No. If I had to actually pick a number, I think I, I'm with David. I'm going to go with 190. Or, he said 180. I'm going to go with 190. Clifton just chimed in and said 210. 210. <laughs> and that's entirely possible, too. I mean, yeah. they live here, and when you really get on them, it can happen. I've had the three or probably four best fishing days to my entire life on that lake. And if you find the right little wolf pack, you can catch them quick, and they could be really big. Yeah. Uh, was it Richie Richie McMichael last year in June? Uh, he said he had a 30-minute spree on one dock, and he caught like 96 oh, inches in 30, yeah. 30 minutes, you know. That was the only fish he caught all day, yeah, too, within can, but 30 minutes. It can happen in a hurry. You know? Yeah. Um, and even last, last year with Matt, same thing. He found a deal going in those pads, and next thing you know, or that those uh, grass mats, and next thing you know, he had 101 inches in no time. So, yeah. Uh, and I think Matt Scotch even said that he saw wolf packs of seven pounders cruising and couldn't get them to eat anything there. So I know where I know where that was too. I'm going back there. You going yeah. back there? It's going to be different <laughs> this year, man. They're not going to be in the same place. We'll see. Hey, is there any truth to the rumor that they were trying to spray grass up in Little Caney? I heard somebody said that somewhere, trying to kill grass or something like that. 
I mean, I, this is what I have to say about that. They're always spraying some part of that lake in the summertime. I mean, it's you can count on it and you can bet on it. Now, where they've been spraying, I don't know. Um, I will say they're getting better at spraying. They're getting better at picking out vegetation that they, they don't want and uh, eradicating that particular kind. I still don't particularly agree with it, um, but they are getting a little better at it. And over the years, we're, we're, we're seeing, uh, in certain parts of the lake, we're seeing a little bit of resurgence of some of the, some of the good grasses that we like to fish. So I don't think we're going to see much of that here in February, right. uh, especially mm -hmm. considering that the lake's been a little bit low. We might see... Uh, because of that, though, we might have some good little uh, inside grass lines in certain parts of the lake that might kind of play a role. But uh, but aside from that, I don't think we're going to see as much of that real shallow grass that we've seen in the last few years around the t around TOC time, or or even in uh, or even in June, like we saw a little bit last year. Right. So uh, we had you guys guess on the length to win. Besides yourselves. Who would y'all say to look out for as a, as, as a contender for this tournament next Brian week? Howell. Brian Howell. 100%. Yeah. That guy spends a lot, lot of time on that lake, and I think I think he's going to kick their butts this week. Yeah. And I hope he does. Yeah, he's he, a good guy. He is a real good guy. And, you know, we, we had him on a podcast and talked about him transferring from California to, to your area. And he kind of said something, the same thing uh, along the lines you said, is that out there where he lived, there was a lot of diverse – water that he could fish when he moved to texas it kind of fit and he, he could get right in there and sure enough he has come right in come right in and fit right in just fine and, and done real well on those uh tournaments. he did really good at seminole too didn't he he did okay i don't remember where he finished uh at seminole but but he was in the in the running there for a minute i believe yeah yeah i think he had at least one real good day yeah mm -hmm. cody somebody chimed in cody milton cody's always a always a threat no doubt but Cody's been in uh, quite a few times. He may be due. Yeah. He hadn't had a he hadn't had a really huge tournament on fourth. He may be due. Who knows? I've been there a couple of times, and it's always a, a different person. You got your one or twos, like Yermo's always in the top ten or whatever. But it's hard. It's hard to pick just one. Um, but I have to agree, uh, Mr. Howell. It's gonna it's gonna do great, I think. And then I'm gonna try to go for first too. So who knows? <laughs> Yeah, no, I know you got to, but you got to bet on yourself. If I wasn't betting on myself, I wouldn't yeah. know. But it, there you go. But you got to be, uh, you got to be looking out there and say, hey, because you know, this community, we're all, we're mostly all friends, and we like to, we like to cheer for each other, and uh, you know, see your, see your friends do well. So if it isn't you, you know, you always have an eye on somebody that you think is going to do real well. I don't know. Like David said, there's always somebody that comes out of nowhere, that uh, rises up, it seems, and and takes the title. There's a few people I'd like to see get up there besides myself i got a few buddies from arkansas traveling down my buddy jeremy van he's due down there krista hibbs she she cashes yeah. all over the place in this area she's, she's good too she's ready to she's ready to make some noise down there i bet so it's gonna be fun you know fun to see what happens you know one of my favorite things about lake fork is on any given day uh there there are so many ways to catch them i think that's that's one of the things that makes lake fork so special yeah and for that reason, it's really anybody's game out there. I think I think anybody anybody could approach Lake Fork thinking I'm going to fish my strengths and do really really well. So uh, I mean, it's really anybody's game on that lake. 
Yeah, and for the for those that are traveling from out of town, I'd like to say, you know, if you look back at the last several tournaments, you got Matt Ramey from uh, New, Mexico. New Mexico. You got Tyler Cole that won the TOC from Iowa. Uh, you know, Ron Champion's done really well traveling from over in, in uh, Georgia or Tennessee. So people from out of town have fared well. So don't feel like you're at a disadvantage coming in if you're on the fence about making that trip because, like, especially at this time of the year. Yeah. You, we got a question. In fresh eyes, you know, you can do even better. There's yep. a question on the comments for Guillermo, and it's from Brian Pierce. Uh, what is your favorite submerged grass bait for pressured fish? For pressured fish, man, it's it's really it's really hard, and this is going to sound so. I mean, it's it's just so dang hard to beat a senko. Around pressured fish, um, one thing that one year uh, I made it work for me really well, and it's kind of one of the weirdest ways I've ever caught them, honestly. But uh, we were we were on Rayburn, and everybody was flipping jigs in the hydrilla, and uh, you know the three quarter one ounce jigs, trying to trying to you know hit the different levels and whatnot, and it just, the bite, for whatever reason, that bite hadn't been as hot as it had been for a lot of people in pre-fishing during the tournament, and even in the last, in the previous weeks, and I took a, uh, I took a, an Excite Slim X, which it, for people that don't know is a lot like a trick worm, and I put a three-quarter ounce weight on it, and absolutely hammered the crap out of them, and, uh, that was kind of one of the more unique ways that I've ever caught him. Put him su putting such a heavy weight on such a little bait, but I don't know. Just a fun little note to add. But I but if I had to pick one bait, you know, I, I think it's just really hard to beat a senko in submerged grass. Chase Tanner just stood up and screamed, "The senko king!" <laughs> Let's see. Ron said he's looking forward to seeing everybody at Fort. Looking to see. It. Glad to see him making the trip over. Yeah. Now, I think uh, Howell ended up in 13th at Seminole, I think David Petrell said. Okay. 13th. So yeah, he did cast a check over there. That's yeah. Great. So right after the BOS event, you know, Bass is coming back there, like we talked about it, in just a few weeks. You going to approach that one day? Do you, do you approach one-day tournaments any different than a two-day, or is it just all out for both? Yeah, no. I'm definitely going to probably approach it a little differently, especially, uh, especially if there are – if they're on beds, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm kind of excited to fish a one-day tournament on Lake Fork. To be quite honest, um, there's a lot, lot of fish in Lake Fork, and if you're on a good, if you're on a pattern, you usually don't have to worry too much about you know fish management. But when you're uh, trying to pick them off certain little spots, you got to worry about that a lot more. And it's kind of nice to go to Lake Fork, especially if you find a. a some little spots to know that you can just you can just catch as many as you can and, and not have to worry about it for another day. Right. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. Uh, you know, so, like we talked about earlier, some guys get them on one dock or one tree or one little patch of grass, uh, and if you've got to catch them on day two, I've seen many at many a tournament there that that I've come down to that guys will put up big numbers day one and then that disappears on day two or vice versa. So mm -hmm. yeah, especially at Fork. <laughs> yeah. 
that happened at uh, Seminole. Shoot, some guys uh, yeah. ran, ran out of fish or found them on day two. So. Yeah, it sounded like that lake changed a lot throughout the tournament, from what I gathered, at least uh, following it along. So what are your, uh, besides these two tournaments, obviously, what's your plans for 2020? We talked a little bit before we came live that you were considering Logan Martin. Uh, you know, what else are you talking about getting out to? Well, uh, I'm, I'm trying to be as committed as I possibly can be to, to the Hobie Trail, um, and as well as Bassmaster. So as of right now, um, man, I'd have to actually look at my calendar, but I've got, I've got a good part of the Hobie Trail on lock for this year. Um, I should be at Kentucky Lake. I should be at Dardanelle. I should be... Oh my gosh, I'm a little blank right now on, on, on where they're all at. I, I'm considering, I don't know if this is going to happen, but I'm hoping that I can find a boat and, and all that and, and try to get try to get on uh, the tournament on the Delta, the Hobie tournament on the Delta. I think That's that could be, be really exciting. It's, it's fishery that I've never been to, always wanted to fish. I don't know if I'm going to make that happen yet because a lot of things have to come into place. That's that's a lot of travel, but um, I'm hoping I can make that happen. I think that could be really cool. From the sound of things, uh, there's some guys out there willing to hook people up with boats. So I bet you, I bet you, the, somebody out there in the nation will get you a boat. That ain't going to be. It cool. happened. It happened quite a bit last year too. People were borrowing boats and just flying into events and flying back out home. So, and I think that, I think that's how I'd have to do it. So we'll see what happens here. I'm excited you're coming over to Dardanelle. You're, you fished there before? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for Dardanelle. That's honestly probably the tournament I'm looking forward to the most. I've always wanted to fish it, and I've never fished it. Okay. So I, I got people, you know, Lambert and those guys from across the Mississippi River are like, man, there ain't no fish in Arkansas. They're, <laughs> they're, hating, they're hating on Dardanelle, but Dardanelle's a good fishery. That'll be a good tournament. Oh, yeah. I, all my buddies that I know that have ever fished it really like it. Yeah. And, and and so I'm, I, I was stoked to see that lake on the calendar. Man, we you mentioned earlier. You mentioned uh, frog frog fishing earlier. Um, so I'm assuming you're going to make uh, lacrosse. You know, I I don't know if I'm going to make lacrosse yet. That would be really cool. I've heard about the frog bite over there. I hear it's, it's kind crazy. of a big deal. But uh, but I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to make that one yet. We'll, we'll have to see. Have you been up there and fished in lacrosse? I've never been lacrosse. Man, I went there you for the first to. time last year. That place is wild. It's an awesome place to go fit. I mean, it's very, very unique uh, to a lot of the other places we go. Well, I'll definitely try. I'm going to try to make it to all of them, but I, I just, you know how it is. Yeah. Life gets in the way sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lincoln Stewart asked a question. He asked, what's your routine for research and practice? How much water do you generally cover in a day? Uh, for research and practice, so one of the things that I, I'm kind of a, a believer about is I, I try really hard not to do too much research. Um, I usually think way too much when I do too much research, you know, so I'll spend, you know, max in a lot of cases, you know, two maybe two hours before a big tournament and especially on a lake I've never been to. And I'll try to pick out kind of areas that I like. Um, and then it's not till I get on the water for after day one and I, and I see 
more or less how the lake lays out and how it fishes, that's when I start really uh, doing research and I start trying to, you know, use what I learned that day to decide, okay, where do I really need to be on this lake? Because a lot of times I find that after spending a day on the water, everything that I thought was going to be good, for whatever reason, I change my mind on it and I, and I start doing some other stuff. But when I, when, I, when I do too much research, I usually get in my head and I have no idea where to go instead of just going somewhere and trying to figure the fish out. Yeah, makes sense. A lot of people get locked into force feeding what they think should be happening uh, and waste yep. all day. And on my best given day, day, go ahead. Just to, to finish answering the question, on any given day, you know, it could I could get on the water and fish for 15 minutes and decide, you know what, I don't like this. I'm going to pick up and I'm going to go, and I could get on the water and cover 12 miles. So, I mean, it, it really varies depending on the fishery and, and, and what I'm doing. That's cool. So if you're pre-fishing and figure them out quick, do you just pack it in? Or do you no, keep, keep, never. Keep, keep, keep you got to have a plan B. <laughs> Some people do. I know my old butt. If I figure it out in half a day, I'm out of there because I'm too old to stay out there all day long if I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's good stuff. Um, somebody said, don't forget about Lake Conway. I don't know about a lake tournament on Lake Conway. Uh, I think there's a KBF Pro Tour tournament over there oh, in Arkansas. Okay, I got you. Uh, Conway's a pretty cool lake, too. It's all uh, full of cypress and lily pads and stuff like that. A little bit smaller, but uh, anyway. If you guys have questions out there, keep firing them. Uh, we got Guillermo for a little while longer. We got Cruz up there if you got something for him. But uh, keep firing them on the on the chat, and we'll try to answer them the best we can. Um, you said you're thinking about going to Logan Martin, Guillermo. That's on yep. the list, perhaps. Have you ever yeah, fished there? It's, uh, I'm like I'm I'm trying to decide if I can make it happen. Um, I'm leaning kind of towards going right now, um, just because you know it sounds like it being the the first ever you know, Bassmaster kayak tournament, it's, it's, it's going to be a heck of an event. And, uh, I'd, I'd really hate to be the guy that misses out on, on that, especially, you know, it, it, it sounds like it, it could hit, I don't know, 170, 180, who knows how many people. Oh, so, crazy. I mean, that's, that doesn't sound like something I want to miss out on for sure. It's, uh, I've never fished that lake. Have you been over there before? Nope. Full of the big spotted bass. So, and I think it's been facing some of the same issues that Fork has with, with a lot of water coming into it from the rain. Uh, so that should equalize things a little bit for us coming from out of town, trying to figure out the floodwaters over there. But uh, it should be fun. And it's on a Thursday. That's kind of unique. It is kind of unique. Steve-O said, I think top 10 gets to go on stage um, and get called out. So that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be neat. Yeah, and then I guess you can hang around for Friday, Saturday anyway, mm -hmm. after the tournament. Usually we're fishing on Friday and Saturday, so you can hang out and mill around, see what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but the, those that are fishing all three, man, what a, what a three-week stretch it's going to be. Fort, Logan Martin, Fort, with like one week off in between. A lot of people are doing it, though. It's, it's definitely going to be a marathon, but it's going to be a fun marathon. Right. Yeah. That's right. David, you going to Logan Martin? I want to. Uh, my days off are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so I could make it if I if I wanted to. Um, but I'm also trying to make the Lake Fork on the 14th of March. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if I can swing three weekends in a row with my wife. So 
know. <laughs> you got that new baby too. I understand that. Yes, indeed. So, congrats, it, man. Uh, it'll be uh, like fork back to back within two weeks, probably. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about uh, Beaver's Bend? Anybody going to that? Guillermo stepped in there out of nowhere and won that like two years ago. You coming back to that one? Man, I, I get so excited for that tournament. I, I love going to Broken Bow, and I, I would encourage anyone from anywhere in the Kayak Bass Nation to, to come down. It's it's such a fun lake to fish at the time of the year that they choose to do that tournament. And, and the lake just has so many fish, and then the, the group of people that run it do a really, really good job, and the group of people that fish it are really fun to hang around. So it's a tournament that I always really look forward to, and I would encourage anyone to come out from anywhere and and, and try to come down and enjoy enjoy the lake for what it is because it's 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 a wonderful place. To me, it's like the most underrated tournament. I don't know about in the country, but at least in Mid America, nobody people that know about it love it, but a lot of people still don't even know what it is or know about it. It's it is an awesome event. I agree. It, it definitely is underrated. You don't you don't hear about too many real big tournaments uh, going on out there for whatever reason. Right. But it's it is such a fun place to fish, especially when we're over there in April. I'm I'm stoked for it. There's been uh, it held the lake or the record in Oklahoma for a little while. There's been some double digits caught over there. Uh, your buddy Joseph, he caught a double digit over there, right? A couple years yep. ago. Yeah. He went out there his first time ever on the lake, and he said he caught. Uh, 10, 12 inches and a 12 pounder <laughs> to make up that difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And didn't you tell that story to me that he caught that on like a, a drop shot or whatever he had with him and, and landed it on light, light line or something like that. Yeah. He caught it on a drop shot with six pound tests. That's awesome. <laughs> Who's I would have had a heart attack. Oh man. man. I'm telling you. That lake is huge too. Yeah. It's really neat. Tell your um, Really unique lake. There's not a lot of places to launch. There's not a lot of. There's no houses on it like a lot of lakes. It's just, uh, yeah, it's real, real unique, real fun to fish. And like Guillermo said, those fish, typically in April, there's a bunch of them either up or moving up, and you can catch them in all kinds of ways. Looks like the the backup family's trying to make it happen. Get her to fish, David. I don't know what Ryan's talking about. He's trying to get my her, wife. Oh, you trying to get? Oh, she, she's been she's been to Beaver's Bend before. Yeah, yeah she went to Beaver's Bend. Yeah. Photos. She did. Yeah. She might stay back this time, though. Yeah, I got you. Mama duty. <laughs> <laughs> Mama duty. All right, guys. If you're, if you're on here, keep firing those questions. Uh, we got Katie dropping the links, like always. She, she's on point. <laughs> clutch. So what's it, what's next locally there, Guillermo? Do you got anything coming up soon local, or are you just kind of geared up for these big tournaments that are coming up? You know, I think I think the next local tournament is going to be uh, Cedar Creek, and it's I'm, uh, honestly I'm not thinking about it too much right now, just because there's so much going on in the next three or four weeks uh, with with Fork and Logan Martin. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure that Cedar Creek's our next one. It's a pretty cool lake in East Texas. It should be a lot of fun. Duke, Duke keeps trying to talk me and everybody talks to into making that uh, Lone Star Throwdown. Y'all do is that worth doing in the fall? <laughs> Oh, goodness, yeah. That is one of the most fun tournaments I fish every year. When it comes to just having a, a good time, I, I don't think there's a tournament that beats the, the Lone Star Throwdown. Okay. I mean, it's it's honestly, to be totally frank, I mean, it's it's 
it's much more of a party than it even is a tournament. It's almost like a celebration of kayak bass fishing in Texas. It's, it's, it's more what it is above anything. I don't, uh, I was going to say, I don't really remember, but I do remember who won last year because it was Matt and he absolutely kicked all our behinds. Um, but, uh, great event. I, I don't know if it would feel weird for someone from Arkansas to come down and fish the Lone Star Throwdown because you'd me, have man. to pick a side. Yeah, he you'd told have me. to decide who you're fishing for. He told me if you fish a tournament in Texas, you're qualified to show up. Oh, okay. Maybe there you just, go. Maybe I just let that any, out of the bag. Maybe event, he was just being cool to me that one time. I don't know. Is it any event in Texas or, or one of the local clubs? I don't know. Texas guys are going to revolt and say, hell no, keep these people out of here. It's Texas <laughs> I only. Think, I think you got to fish a local club tournament to be able to fish right. to throw down, at least one. All right. So I'm going to come down and fish something then. Pay an entry, should, fee, pay an entry fee and throw a couple topwaters. Do something just to get in. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard too many stories not to make it at least once. No, you should. It's, it's a lot of fun. I really recommend it. Uh, AJ chimed in. He said uh, Lake Fork Marina still has a few spots left, so if you're coming down for the BOS event, there's some places left at Lake Fork it's Marina. It's a great spot. Come over there and, and uh, leave with your pants not fitting. Eat some of the pie and cheeseburgers they got in there. You can find me in there right after yeah. fishing every day. <laughs> I think I believe that Scenic 515 still has spaces. Okay. And another place that I recommend, uh, at least for the Hobie tournament, is Oak Ridge Marina has a few rooms as well. I, I think Oak Ridge is going to be the MLF site in March, so that's probably not going to be a real good place to stay in March, but uh, that's another good place to stay. Okay. Uh, Clifton Allen chimed in and said, any event for the throwdown. I don't know what that means. Any local? Just any event in the within the state right. order? I don't know. I'm going to find out. Part. Everyone who goes to the Hobie tournament needs to come down and fish the throwdown. <laughs> Boom. There you go. <laughs> See? You, got double, you, qualify, you automatically qualify for the throwdown if you show up at Lake Fork. What a, how amazing is that? You're, you're adopted as a Texan for one weekend. North Texas, South Texas, which, which one? Well, oh, I mean, know. I think at that point you'd have to pick. Yeah, you'd that's what I'm saying. Pick your side, who you're going to represent. Maybe it'd be like a fantasy draft. They can just pick all the out-of-towners <laughs> or blind draw them. I don't know. Let's see. Katie, she's dropping the 515 cabins in the link. <laughs> We're going to put her on payroll pretty Jeez, soon. Oh, Oak Ridge Marina. She's dro- All the links are in the comments. Everybody, I'm not even going to say it anymore. People just know it by now that every time we do a live, the links are in the Katie. comments, courtesy of uh, Katie Bacchus. She's she's the bomb. So, Any in Texas. Uh, let's see. we got some more comments coming in. Any in Texas is what Duke said. People are begging for If you want to win, fish the north. Any truth to that, Guillermo? I'd say okay. if you want to win, fish the north. Yeah. You want to have the most fun, fish southeast. Okay. <laughs> Those guys know how to have a good time. All right. All right. All the cool kids in the north, they say. All right. Any more questions out there from anybody? I'll give you a few more minutes to ask them, and we're going to let, let this fella out of here, man. We sure appreciate you taking the time tonight. I know. Absolutely. Uh, I know you got a lot it's going my on. Pleasure, guys. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know how cold it is or what's going on down there. It's freezing here, uh, so I didn't have anything else to do anyway. But sitting single here digits in cool. Kansas today. Oh, oh my gosh! Yes, that, crazy. That sucks, man. <laughs> it's like thirty. It's like in the high thirties here, and I'm suffering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
You people. People down in Florida and Georgia, the same thing they always say. It's like, is it cold? What do you mean? 60? 50? Yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing else coming in, so let's wrap this thing up. David, what else you got for us? Uh, that's it for me. Uh, looking forward to Lake Fork, uh, a OSMN on uh, next week, and then the BISSMN on March 14th. So I hope to see everybody there. Come hang out with me and everybody else. All right, man. It's going to be fun. Guillermo, anything else? Welcome out. It's going to be a good time. All right. Hey, Guillermo, once again, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching and uh, commenting on the on the stream. Uh, anybody that catches this later on the podcast, help us out on the podcast and, and give us a little review over there on iTunes. And we're going to wrap it up right here tonight, guys. We appreciate you. Thank you.